Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. I just want to start by saying thanks to Pastor. I know he's probably going to check this out, and I just want to say uh, thanks for the opportunity to, to stand before the people. Uh, I come humbly. I, I just pray that the Lord uh, use me as he sees fit. But what I'd like to do right now is just, uh, I, I kind of, I feel like I want to worship. Y'all want to worship with me? Have, have you noticed recently the level of worship that's came up uh, since the worship service, the Wednesday night worship service? Since then, it's been on my heart, every opportunity, in, in pre-service prayer in, 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 uh, in that time, worship's really come up. So let's just... Let's worship the Lord a little bit, can we? I'm going to start, I want to read, um, Psalm 34 has been, been really prevalent too. So, so let me just read a little bit of it to you if you don't mind. Um, I will bless the Lord at all times. That means there should always be a praise or a worship, a good thing in our mouths for the Lord, always. Amen. Things are tough, but I'm praising the Lord. Amen. A little tough at work, boss is hard on me. It's the holidays. We're trying to get the last of the year stuff done. But I'm going to worship the Lord. Amen. I'm going to praise Him at all times. It says, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. We should be glad when we're talking to the Lord, when we're praising Him. And that's how we get glad. We praise Him. Have you ever had a hard spot that you've been in? Just random spot in the day. And you realized you could turn to the Lord. Amen. And in that, in that little short moment, you got glad. Amen. I've done it. It works. It works. Okay, moving forward. <clears throat> oh, magnify the Lord. I love this. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. That makes me want to shout. Glory to God. Magnify the Lord with me. What's he done for you today? What did he do for you yesterday? Let me tell you what he did for me a few years ago. He pulled me right out of the mire of drug addiction. Lifted me right out of it. So I have a reason to praise him. I have a reason to praise him. So praise, magnify his name with me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, you are worthy of the praise and the honor and the glory. And I love you. We love you. We magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's done something for you today. Praise him for it. Stand to your feet and love him. Oh, Lord, we love you. This day, this day I will stand here and I will say I love you, Lord. I praise you. You. You are my king. You are my king. You are my Lord. There is none that I will put before you. There's none I will put above you, Lord. You and you alone are worthy. We praise you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Praise you, Lord. Glory. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Woo! Glory. Woo! 
It's this atmosphere right here that changes things. You're sick in your body? Praise Him. You're oppressed in your mind? Praise Him. You can't put your thoughts on the Lord and be held down in oppression. He delivers us. He delivers us from all that. His power, His grace, that anointing. It's not just for the ones that stand up here. It's not for the ones that. It's not for the ones that just uh, uh, make it on to TV or, or any of that other stuff. It's for us. It's for us right here, right now. He's He wants. And the thing is, He's He's waiting. He's like, what? What? Are you going to do it? Because when you do it, I got something for you. When you praise Him, He can work. And let me tell you this. My subject tonight, by the way, is honor. And this is honor. This is a high, high level of honor. This changes. I just want you to know. Somebody needs to hear. Maybe somebody out on live stream. Praise changes things. Worship will change things. Praise Him. Where you're at right now, you might be at the lowest point in your life. Stand up where you're at. Give Him glory and watch Him work because He's going to work. He does not fail us. He never fails us. He's not going to show me the kind of love He's shown me in my life. And I can speak to that because I was down in the dumps. I lost family, wives, homes. I was a thief. I was, I was locked in every, just whatever depravity that happens with drug addiction. Me. I could, I could stand and wave at you. That's who I was. And, you know, at some point, at some point, anybody that's dealt with addiction will, will tell you this. At some point, it's not fun anymore. You literally have to have it to function. That's where I was for a long, long time. And got over into the worst stuff and worst stuff and worst stuff. And um, the Lord delivered me by way of the local police department. <laughs> and I'm grateful for it. Uh, I, because I, was, there was, I, wasn't, I wasn't interested in what the Lord had for me. My God was my drugs. And so I, he got me in a place where, where he could finally say something to me. I know you guys know this testimony. I don't know why I'm going on, but I'm going to. Um, he said, uh, I, was sitting, I was sitting on my couch and just kind of ticking off the things I was doing right because I wasn't, I wasn't doing drugs. I kept my job. I was doing the program that I, I was court mandated to do, but I was doing it. I was doing good. Uh, and so I was ticking it off, and I was like, I said, I believe I literally said it out loud. What am I missing? And he spoke up and said, you know exactly what you're missing. I said, okay, Lord, I'll go to church Wednesday. And that following Wednesday, I came to church and was restored uh, instantly. Walked in. The devil told me that I wasn't going to find anything. Nobody's going to know you when you show up. You can turn. He told me this. He said, every, every driveway, every sidewalk, you can turn around here. You can turn around here. These people aren't going to know you, and if they know you, they're going to look down their noses at you because of where you're, what, what's happened to you. And then I walked through the doors and got hit with so much love. 
And I hadn't turned around. I hadn't backed up. I'm not going to change. I'm not going to stop that. Amen. I, love, I love this church. I love pastors. And I love you guys. Amen. Uh, so anyway, I mean, we've, uh, we've got a reason to praise. Amen. We've got a reason to worship the Lord yes. at all times. Um, along that line, you know, he, further on in this, in this passage, he says, uh, this poor man cried, that was me, and the Lord heard him. He saved, me out of, uh, he saved him out of all of his troubles. That's me. And let me tell you something. Most of you, that's you. And if it's not you yet, call out to him, and he'll save you out of all your troubles in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Okay. Praise the Lord. Glory. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick, guys. Hallelujah. God is good. God is good. Okay. Um, like I said, the, the subject that I, that I have today is honor. I've got a ton of scriptures that I'm going to throw at you. And don't be intimidated. Follow if you can, write them down if you can, go back and watch and see what I said, which one it was. I'll read them to you as I go. Um, I don't know how far I'll get because there's a lot of pages, but uh, what I want you to, what I want, what I'm going to, what I'm trying to, what the Spirit of the Lord is trying to get through to us in this teaching, I believe, is how much He has to say about honor. Amen. And listen, honor is a critical element, a critical element for any part of success in your life. Amen. You can't have victory in the Lord without honor. Amen. You just can't. And so, uh, for me, whenever I, whenever I see something's dried up or it's not working like I, should, I think it should, I kind of check the honor valve, you know, and make sure I'm, I'm hitting it. And listen, I miss it. I'm not perfect in it. Don't claim to be, wouldn't profess to be. I miss it. But when I find it, I correct it. And, you know, God works with us. He loves us. That's right. And just move on. That's right. Because it's behind you, right? You messed up, repented, moved on. So many people get bogged down with the, there's no way you can, I, I felt that way. No way you could forgive me for the things I've done. Except he did. I'm proof that he forgives because I'm standing here. I'm not in the ground because without him, that's where I'd be. Without a doubt, I would be dead. Um, but he loves me. He loves you. And the way, we, the way that we advance our call, um, our walk with him is through honor. Okay, so let's start with a prayer if you don't mind. Lord, here I am. I'm your vessel. I just submit myself to you, Lord. Your thoughts, I ask that your thoughts be my thoughts, your words be my words, and uh, that the people, uh, that they receive it. Exactly what they need, Lord, each and every one, that they receive it today out of this message. Let us honor you in this moment. Let us receive it and retain it. Hear it and retain it. That is something that settles in our spirits and we never have to question it again. We value this, this time, Lord. We value the lessons. And we thank you for all that you're going to do for us tonight. And all you have done 
In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Okay, so I looked up the word honor. And honor in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, my favorite dictionary, by the way, uh, it means to, to highly esteem some, or to give something high esteem. It means to dignify. Amen. It's an expression of respect or of high estimation by word or action. Action is an important part of our faith, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the Word says that faith without works, faith without action right. is dead. So action is a, is a critical part for in, our, in our honor as well. It means to reverence, uh, veneration, or any act by which reverence and submission are expressed as worship to God. Amen. It means that you put others or something first. Not you, not, you know, the, the thing that I've noticed in, in life and just observing people um, most of us are pretty me-oriented, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy to get into the flow of doing for other people, but it can start with just opening doors for people. Yeah. You can just start opening doors for other people. Let them go first. Yeah, right? Amen. Some start simple and let it build. And then, uh, then you know, when, when, you're, uh, when you're cooking the steaks, you make sure that the wife gets the, the big steak. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, I know my car needs to be cleaned up, but I'm going to clean their car up first. It just can grow, right? It can grow. God, it's a seed. Honor is a seed. Um, Reverend Hagen said this. Um, I believe I heard Doctor quote this recently. Uh, power will not come back into the church until honor is restored. Amen. Why isn't? Why aren't we experiencing a, a move of God on the level that we want? Could it be because we're not honoring like we should? Right. Could it be a lack of honor? Mm-hmm. It could be, and I believe that many times it is. Amen. And if I see that, if I recognize that, if the question comes up in me, I'll ask the Lord, am I missing it, Lord? Show me where I'm missing my honor. Because I'm still learning. There might be some, there, there's a next level for me. There will be until he takes me on. And so, you know, just ask the question every once in a while. Where am I, what about my honor, Lord? Can it come up a level? Where can I, where can I, I come up higher? I know there's, there's people in the church that have a, a pretty good grasp, people that I know that I've talked to that have a, a very strong grasp on on uh, and revelation about what honor is and, and they function well in it. But I know they're coming up higher too. Yeah. Amen. So I'm just going to run through some, some scriptures, not run through, I'm going to tell you some scriptures, read some. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just give you some thoughts as I go. Like I said, it, it, it's quite a bit and I don't know how long I'll run. I may not get through all of these scriptures, but every one of them is going to be helpful. Okay, so in Matthew 3, 1 through 3, John, uh, John, uh, honored, John the Baptist honored Jesus. It says, uh, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he who was spoke of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, 
Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. And then it, down at verse three, uh, verse 11, I mean, it says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he who has come after me, is coming after me, is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So that's high esteem. It's an expression of respect. John knew of whom he, I wrote this, John knew of whom he was preaching and what was to be made available in him, and he, he responded accordingly. He didn't go about with a business as usual, casual attitude, uh, and then just happened to mention Jesus. Oh, by the way, you might want to repent, get yourself right, because he's coming. You know, um, no, he, can't, he, it was, he was purposeful. He said, uh, repent. I mean, it wasn't, it, it was a, it, it was, he was driving it home. It, he wasn't saying, you, know, you might want to repent. Right. Yeah, it's time. No, he says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Yeah. Right. Repent. And so in, in Mark 11, uh, 1 through 11, I won't read it all, but uh, you know the account where uh, Jesus is, sends, he sends the disciples off to uh, get the colt. And uh, reading up on this, uh, in verse 8, it says, and many, and many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches for the trees and, uh, from the trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And then Jesus went on into Jerusalem and into the temple. But what you see here in, in the verse 8 is that is what the people did in that time. That was a customary way for subjects to uh, pay homage to their king. So they recognized. Amen. They recognized that, that Jesus was who he was and they treated him like a king. Amen. That's honor. Amen. Um, the reference for that, if you're, if you're wondering, is 2 Kings 9.13 when uh, Jehu is anointed and they, they throw the branches and throw their clothes. In the... So many, uh, it doesn't say that all of the people, but many of the people recognized him and uh, knew his place in the kingdom and, 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 and acted accord, accordingly. There was honor in their action. Amen. And honor can be seen in actions. In First Kings, uh, in First Kings seventeen eight through sixteen, uh, the Lord sends um, Elijah to Zarephath, and then He tells him to uh, meet the woman there, right, the widow, and He tells He says, "Bring me a little cup of water," and she takes off to do it, and He says, "Oh, by the way, could I get some bread too?" And she says. As the Lord your God lives, so she recognizes who the man is. I, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin, and a little oil in a jar. And see, I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go in and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat and die. It's a pretty bleak outlook, yeah. And so Elijah says, do not fear. But go in and do as you said, but make a small cake for me. From it first. Yeah. Amen. First. And so she does. She goes in 
and she does. And he tells her that the bin's going to stay full and the oil won't run out. And she goes in and, and makes the cake, and she's blessed with the never-ending flour and the never-ending oil, right? And so what I see here when I was looking at this was honor was in the center of that decision. She, she recognized uh, the man as a prophet, the prophet of God, and even facing what she saw as the end for her and her son, she chose to honor Elijah, the man of God, first, and she was delivered from what she had perceived as certain death for, for her and her boy. Honor can be seen in actions. And let me tell you this. People are watching. The world's watching. When, when you walk in with your Jesus or your cancel for Christ shirt or uh, your Bible, somebody's watching you. The world's watching you. because Now some of them, I believe, honestly are looking to maybe see if it's real. Is this, you know, is this really what I've heard about? But there's others that are just looking to call you out. See, that, that's why I don't do it. So, you know, when you're at the restaurant, I've heard pastors say this, when you're at the restaurant and the service has been particularly bad that day, don't berate, don't berate your server. Walk in love, be honorable. And that's going to speak a lot more to who you are in Christ than than any of the attitude, we all have, we all have bad times and rough times, but uh, you gotta put other people first. And so she had a bad day. Um, that doesn't mean that she doesn't need honor. We can honor people no matter what, right? Okay. Honor recognizes a need for excellence and uh, excellence and then delivers it. Amen. Solomon when he was building the temple honored God. In 1 Kings 6 it says uh, verse 20 it says the inner sanctum was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide and 20 cubits high. He overlaid it with pure gold. Amen. He overlaid the altar of cedar. So Solomon overlaid inside the temple with pure gold. He stretched gold chains across the front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. The whole temple was overlaid with gold until, it, until he had finished uh, all the temple. Also, he overlaid the, the gold uh, with gold the entire altar that was, by, uh, that was by the inner sanctuary. The construction of this, the entire place was covered with gold. Solomon recognized that nothing less than the best would work for God. Amen. So he didn't say, all right, we're going to take a couple shortcuts. I know back here in this corner, right back over here on this side, they're not, we can use bronze there. They're not going to see it. He said gold. Some of it was pure gold. That means it was probably a, nearly translucent if it's pure, right? right? Pure gold. And so... Um, he even, the, the, uh, the wings of the cherubs, when I was reading uh, verse 27, it says, Then he said cherubim inside the inner room, they stretched out their wings uh, from one end to the other. It says the cherubim so that the wing of one touched one wall and the wing of the other touched another wall, and their wings touched in the middle. And then what did he do? He overlaid the cherubim with gold. 
He had a plan. He was going to honor God. And we know that, uh, you know, for us, it might not be pure gold that we can put on something, but we can give God our best. Giving God our best is honoring Him. Right? I say this. In the Bible, we will find honor nearly everywhere we look, and in life, we will find an opportunity to be honorable everywhere we go. Pastor asked us to become lifelong students of honor. Are we doing that? No, I'm not looking for hands, but uh, just check yourself. Are you being a lifelong student of honor? You know, like I said, I have to check myself on on this. I'll ask the Lord every once in a while, or or something will be obvious, and I'll be like, oh, sorry, Lord. (laughs) Oops. Sorry, Lord. Honor, um, Matthew 9, 17. Honor and high estimation or respect is even in the par- parable of the new wine. You know, it says uh, in, in verse 17, Matthew 9, it says, Neither is new wine put in old wineskins, for, uh, for if it is, the skins burst and are torn in pieces, and the wine is spilled and the skins are ruined. The new wine is put into fresh wineskins, and so both are preserved. To me, this says that we cannot continue to live our old lives when we've been given a new one. We've been given a new life to live, so we can't hang out with the same old people if, if they're not honorable. We can't go to the same old places. We can't watch the same old movies. We can't listen to the same old music. Because, um, I mean, I guess you can, but what you won't get is you won't advance. You can't put new wine in old wineskins. So if God's got something more for you and you're still hanging out here, then guess what you're not ever going to get? The more. Not because he don't want to give it to you, but because you're not in a position to receive that. If he put the new wine in the old skin, what would happen? The skin would burst. I don't want to (laughs) burst. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. I say this, listen, honor is always there. Mm-hmm. Psalm 96.6 says that honor is before the Lord. The New Living Tr- Translation says that honor and majesty surround him. That means that honor is in his presence. Honor is a part of him. So everything that we do in our lives touches honor, positive or negative. Honor is always involved in our decisions and in our lives. The deed, the task, the thought, the action, whatever it will be, it's plus or minus honor. It shouldn't be a neutral thing. You should be aware of the honor in each situation. And it takes, it'll take a moment. It'll take work. It'll take, um, you'll have to live with a purpose to be honorable. But then things will start just kind of falling in. Your conversation will be, Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, I can do that. Not because I want to do it. Not because it's something that I I need. But if I'm asked to do something, and it's not immoral, what's the three things pastor says? Immoral, illegal, or unethical. Then I should do it. Right? Right? 
What about uh, honor, how honor affects um, your attitude and how uh, it, it, honor will protect you against offense? Right. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they answered the king, they said, O, o king, he said, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is, is also, uh, is, or is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we, do not serve, that we will not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Now, when I first looked at that, um, it seemed like they were kind of, it, I read it snarky. We're not going to do it, old king, you know. But I realized that they were still being respectful. Right. They, they said, oh, king, you know. They, they did everything right. But then they still said, not going to do it. They simply place the honor where in the right place. If, if, mm -hmm. if uh, well, they were being, it was being requested of them to do something that they knew that was against God. And so they put the honor with God. Amen. And what did he do? He delivered them from a fiery furnace. Amen. But you know, honor, the honor that we're talking about, it isn't just reserved for the Lord, right? Um, we'll see it in... In the, in the account of Paul when, when the Jews were plotting against him in, uh, in Acts, the disciples had enough reverence and honor for him that they let him down in a basket, right? So they took action. They, they were honoring him in that. Right. And then uh, what about this scenario? A little bit different. We're going to change gears a little bit. In John 12, 1... Uh, one through six, we find out that he's talking about Judas uh, betraying him in verse. No, it's not. It talks about Judas um, getting mad about the the oil, about the uh, the mm -hmm. box of oil or the uh, canister of oil. And what I noticed in that account was, you know, in her. In her actions, in Mary's actions, uh, she was honorable. Amen. She was honorable to God and, or to Jesus and, and broke that on him. Um, and the disciples, the other disciples that were there, they were honorable. They didn't have a problem with it. You notice it didn't say anything about anyone else being upset about it but Judas. And we know that the reason he was is because he wanted the money. But, um, but even then, you know... Um, those other, those other disciples, there was an opportunity for them to be offended, right? Because that was worth a lot of money. But they didn't. They saw an opportunity to be honorable, and they took it instead of the road of offense. Amen. And then, you know, the ultimate, that, that dishonor that Judas had, of course, ended in an ultimate price that he paid. He mm -hmm. hangs himself. But... Uh, Dishonor is not going to be, we're not going to get, it might seem like we get good things from, from being dishonorable at any one given time in any scenario, but you're not going to be blessed by that. But if I'm not honorable, if I'm, if I'm not dishonorable, I'll lose my job, or I'll make my mom mad, or 
whatever. The better choice is truth and honor, right? So when, when we were at the retreat um, and Pastor had, gave me an opportunity to, to teach, um, the subject was willing and obedience. Mm-hmm. And one thing I figured out um, just in my study for that, that is that that verse in, in Isaiah 119, it says, if you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And... So I saw an honor equation in that. Willingness plus obedience equals honor. Doing what the Word says. Not just reading it. I'm willing to read it, but am I willing to do it? Until you're willing to do it, the Lord Lord, uh, showed me this, had me say this to the guys. Willingness without obedience is still failure. You don't get to honor by doing half of it. God's merciful and He works with us and there's grace. And and as long as we're moving toward, we're giving Him our our best like we talked about. Uh, He can work with that. But to say, well, that's all I got is not the right attitude for God to do it in in life in general. What about... um, what about the lack of honor and how it affects miracles? What about when Jesus? What about when Jesus went into? Uh, um, let's see, Mark five thirty-eight through forty-two is what I've got written down. But um, he comes in and, and he's he's um, he walks in. The, the young lady's dead, and he walks in, and and they're. People are, it says there are commotion, there's a commotion and, and weeping. But uh, What would have happened if he would have left them in there? It says that he, they, were, they ridiculed him. Verse 40 says, and they ridiculed him. Then he puts them out, all outside. Why did he put them outside? Because the miracle that needed to happen was not going to happen on the grounds of disobedience and dishonor. Peter did the same thing in Acts 9. He, he comes in and, and rushes all of the people that are, that are carrying, out, uh, carrying on out of the room. And then he prays over the, the young girl and she gets up. But I believe that that miracle would not have happened in that atmosphere of dishonor. They weren't, they weren't thinking about what God could do. They were thinking about Whatever, whatever fleshly attitudes tied to all of the weeping and crying and carrying on. And then the, uh, the people in, in Jesus' hometown, mm-hmm. what'd they miss out on? Amen. They said, it was, isn't this a carpenter? Mm-hmm. You know, in, in Mark 5, he had, he had, the woman with the issue of blood, had, he's, he's raised the dead. Uh, is that that's the demoniacs in that chapter too, right? And he shows up at home, and they say, "Hey, make me a table." I mean, that's all that's all they're seeing. This is the carpenter's son, and so they missed out on whatever it says that he went about teaching, and he did a few he did a few things that he filled a few people. Mm-hmm. What what did they miss out on? Who in the who in the city might have been possessed? 
Who in the city was near death and needed a miracle, a creative miracle? But they didn't recognize and honor Jesus for who he was. And they missed it. They lost it. The lepers in Luke 17, they, they all, 10 of them are, or, uh, yeah, all 10 of them are, are um, healed, or at least the leprosy stopped. One guy turns around and comes back and worships him. And what's he say to him? He says, arise and go your way. This is verse 19. Arise and go your way. Your faith has made you whole. What does what do, what do nine think when dude shows up <laughs> and he's, he's complete again? Mm-hmm. What, what happened to you? I went back and paid honor Amen. to the man of God. God can work with honor. Amen. The seven sons of Sceva. They tried to use the name of Jesus and got beat up. That was dishonorable. They didn't, they didn't, they weren't following Jesus. They weren't interested in what it was that, that the Lord was offering. He wasn't, you know, I'm sure that they saw him preaching. But they, then they saw the miracle. So, oh, yeah, well, it's just, we're going to do that. Mm-mm. Because of the dishonor, they didn't have access to the power. They could not exercise the demons. One of the definitions for, for honor uh, is submission. Dictionary.com defines submission as the action or fact of accepting or yielding to a superior force or to the will or authority of another person. That sounds to me like Isaiah 119. Willingness, a willing obedience. That's our hearts. That's where we need to stay. That's where we need to flow. A willing obedience. If you're at your job and and your boss says, hey, could you do this? If it's not unethical, if it's not immoral, if it's not illegal, yes, sir, I can do that. If you're at home and you've just just got home from a busy day and the wife says, could you take out that trash? Yes, ma'am, I can take out that trash. (laughs) If your husband comes home and he's hungry and he asks you to fix a lot of guys like to cook. I like to cook. But if he asks, Amen. yes, I can. Amen. Yes, I can. It's not difficult. It's not difficult to say okay. Amen. It's not difficult to say okay. Uh, and yet, you know, we, we can find, we can, we can make it difficult. Okay. You know, when Aaron and her were, were uh, when they helped uh, Moses, that was a that was submission. They submitted to to help and hold up his arms, and guess what that did? It ushered in victory. Amen. Daniel three again. When when they were being obedient, that honor that they had, it delivered them from death. Their honor for God delivered them from a furnace that had been heated up seven times more than it normally was. And they came out of it without even smell like smoke because of honor. They recognized who their king was. They knew how they were supposed to serve him, and they honored him. The disciples in Acts 6. It came time for uh, people to be added to serve tables. And... The apostles said, look, 
you guys figure it out. We're going to keep, we're going to stay at the work of the ministry. We're going to pray. We're going to, you guys figure out how to, who's going to serve tables. Not one of those men that were chosen said, oh, I'm supposed to preach. I ain't supposed to serve tables. <laughs> My ministry is to the people. I'm supposed, what they did was they served. They served with honor. And you know what it says in verse 7? They advanced the plan of God. It says, in Amplified, it says, this is uh, Acts 6, verse 7. And the message of God kept on spreading, and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem. And besides, a large number of the priests were obedient to the faith in Jesus as the Messiah, through whom it is obtained uh, eternal salvation in the kingdom of God. The disciples were multiplied because of the obedience of six fellows. Six guys. Don't tell me that God can't do something with a small group of people. Amen. Don't tell me that God can't work in, in a group of two or three men standing, talking, praying, talking about God, and not, a, not ashamed of it. People are watching. What did I say early on? People are watching you. That's what they need to be doing. They need to be watching you. And you need to be the example that you're called to be, that I'm called to be. So what do we do uh, when we do, what, we, what will we lose when we do not honor? Romans one twenty one says that we're susceptible. It says, because they knew and recognized him as God, because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor and glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead, they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginations, foolish reasoning, stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were darkened. Webster's 1828 says uh, one of the definitions of futile is uh, of no weight or importance, answering no valuable purpose, and worthless. Of no effect. They were rendered, because of their, their dishonor, they were rendered of no effect. I don't want my life to be of no effect. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what God's called me to do. You guys join me. Do what God called you to do. I know you guys are. This is the cream of the crop, as Pastor says. <laughs> of no effect. Use, worthless, it said. And that's, that's heavy. And you look at what's going on in the world and you see, you see dishonor everywhere you turn. In the world. In the world, there's such dishonor. And so, um, I'm going to jump up a little bit because there's a couple things I just want to say. Um, honor. Honor is something that we owe. Did you know that? Did you know we owed honor? What? I don't have to respect nobody. I've heard it. I don't care who that is. You ain't the boss of me. <laughs> yeah, well, guess what? That's dishonorable. There are things that come along with dishonor. We owe honor. 
Romans 13, 7 says, Render therefore to all their due. Taxes to whom taxes are due. Custom to whom custom. Fear to whom fear. And honor to whom honor. Okay, so who's honor due to? 1 Peter 2, 17 says, Honor all men and women. All mankind. Honor everybody. There's honor. There's a place for honor with anybody. If they're doing wrong, if, you know, if you're working with people that are obviously living wrong, you can still be honorable to them. You can still call them sir, ma'am. You can still boldly speak a word of, of encouragement to them from the word. You can be honorable. You don't have to treat if they don't If they don't believe like you believe, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't excuse you from being honorable. You must be honorable. The Bible says honor all men. Uh, Timothy, when Paul's talking to Timothy, he says, I exhort therefore, this is uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 and 2, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving you thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all good, uh, godliness and honesty. Verse 1, that, so that sounds like honor to me. That sounds like honor to me. Because what is it to make supplication and prayer and intercession for all men if it's not to honor them, right? That's honor. Romans 12, the entire chapter is about honor, to me. 12.1 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. How do I do that? Honor. Yeah. So let me say this. In verse 9, it talks about behaving like a Christian. You know, when they look at you out in the world, they say, there's a Christian. How are you acting today? You acting like a Christian? Are you acting like a disciple? We, we talked about, we learned in uh, Ministry Advance that uh, a, a disciple is a disciplined follower of Christ. Are you being a disciplined follower of Christ? Are you representing Jesus like you should? In everything you do, everything. When your parents aren't at home and you've got the computer for yourself, are you being honorable? The music you put into your ears, are you being honorable? It matters. It matters. God can't do the work that he wants to do in us if we don't do the work he's called us to do. He can't advance us if we stay stubbornly in this place, whatever place it is for each individual one of us, of dishonor. Now, it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not trying to beat anybody over the head, but, um, and say that everybody's missing it or whatever, but I'm just in the little things. Correct a little thing. And, and God, can, God can work with that. 
But to just say, I've made it. I'm here, I've arrived. That's it. Pastor gave me the pulpit, I'm here. I did it. I don't have to change anything else about Paul. It'd be a lie. It'd be a lie. It'd be a, dis, it, it'd be a, a disservice to myself to be dishonorable like that. I didn't mean that, Pastor. I'm just making a point. Okay, so a couple more points, and then, then I'll, I'll, uh, we'll close it out. Uh, one, of the, one of the scriptures I, I found that I like a lot is 1 Timothy 1.17. It says, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever. It's the only thing that, he, that it's it. I mean, anything less than honor and glory is not worthy, is not fit to go to the King Eternal Immortal. Let's be honorable. What about uh, Proverbs? Honor the Lord with your substance. With the first fruits of all your increase. That's honor. The, the law of sowing and reaping applies to everything so far that I've looked up and studied out in the Bible. And I've got a long way to go, but honor is the thing you sow just like your money, just like um, love, just like whatever you're sowing. The Bible says, whatsoever you sow, you'll reap. So, huh, my boss don't treat me right. My wife don't treat me. My, my husband, are you walking in honor? Are you living that, are you sowing that seed of the thing that you want to grow and, and be returned to you? Honor can be sown. Honor can be sown. You know, we said, uh, I said that it's putting things first. Honors, uh, one of the definitions was putting something first. And uh, it reminded me of Matthew 6, 33. What's it say? But seek ye first the kingdom. The rest of it will come to you. That's what it says. But first, I'll be honorable. Amen. Honor is part of the kingdom. It's part of the plan, part of God's plan. You don't get, you won't get... Those next things, whatever it is we're believing for, if we don't have honor in our hearts and, and are, are conscious of how we are treating other people and, and how, we, uh, how we approach our day-to-day -day life, really. Mm -hmm. Get up in the morning and put on, that, put on your honor suit. I'm going to be honorable today no matter what. Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you're seeking him diligently, guess what? You're honoring him. So when you get up in the morning and it's time to break open the word and you're a little bit tired, shake that off. Amen. Get the attitude of honor about what you're looking at. This is... This is the instruction on how to live my human life on earth supernaturally. Amen. Approach it that way. Be honorable in, in, in the way we approach the word. Okay.
You guys take a couple more. Okay, let me just get down to the bottom line and we'll, we'll finish up. Here's what I wrote as the bottom line. Looking back through all these scriptures, and I, I, there's several that I, I skipped, I, I would encourage you just to look as you're reading. Have that thought. Does this show honor? Is, this a, is, this, is there honor hidden in this? Is there underlying thing in this? Is it honor? Because you're going to find it a lot. It's critical. Honor is critical in our lives. So looking back through all of these, I, I found this out too. Honor is a choice. I can't do them. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Honor is a choice. Choose honor, no matter what. If you miss it, dust yourself off, repent, move on. But choose honor. Honor, like everything else, is affected by that, that sowing and reaping. So if I keep sowing that honor, then first of all, it's going to get easier for me to sow it. Yep. And, but then the harvest coming back, mm -hmm. it must be honor, right? If you sow it and you reap it, then it's a, a greater level of honor. So that honor might be in the form of promotion. Mm -hmm. If you're honorable in your job and they say, Hey, I need you to let these people know that they can't have it. We didn't make it, but you tell them this other thing. Can't do it. I can't lie about it. I, I've done that. I've done that in the past. I can't tell a lie about it. If you don't want me to tell them the truth about it, you probably need somebody else to call them. Because I can't. You can't do that. And living like that will cause that you're sowing your honor. And, and then returned honor, maybe in, in the form of promotion. Advance. You're certainly not going to advance and be promoted in the kingdom without honor. That's right. And you know what? Honor is simply giving our best. It doesn't take pure gold. It doesn't take a $1,600 suit. It doesn't take a speaking in the King James. I just... Oh, oh, no, it doesn't take all that. You can be honorable. You can be honorable where you're at right now. And it's just by doing your best. Be aware of it. Be aware of, of, of the choice that you had to make and always choose honor. Glory to God. Okay, everybody stand up to your feet. Glory 